Welcome to another Freedom Church Liverpool sermon. This uh, this particular talk was given by Laura Morris, who was preaching for the very first time at Freedom Church on April the 28th, 2019. Uh, unfortunately, the first minute or so of her talk was uh, missed off the recording, so apologies for that, but you'll join it um, just partway through the introduction. And her topic for the morning uh, was our eternal hope as Christians. It's a really great message from Laura. So please enjoy it, and uh, look forward to hearing more of our preaching very soon. Thank you. I do see those sorts of things. Um, so I'm sort of talking about how we, how the fact that we know we're going somewhere free from those things affects what's going on now. Um, so Paul describes this kind of tension. He describes it as being like labour. So he says, For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption of sons, the redemption of our bodies. Now, I have one child. I've been through labour before. It was actually fairly straightforward and as far as first labours go. Um, but it was the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. And generally, it's fairly accepted it is one of the most painful things that the human body can go through. Then I'm deciding to, I'm going to do it again this August. So clearly, there's something that I've thought of that has made this worthwhile. There is clearly something at the end of this that has made this worthwhile. At the end of my labour with Evan, I got Evan, and he has completely transformed our lives, and he's amazing. And... I'm going into this with the hope that there will be another baby at the end of it that's going to transform our lives and be amazing. Um, the, like Labour is horrible, but you do that knowing that there's going to be something amazing at the end. It, so Paul's describing our life now as like labour. He's pointing that there is something better at the end of our life now. So that's, I guess, why a little bit of why it's been really important to me. Because honestly, I don't think I could go to work if I didn't have that hope of something better at the end. But actually, I think that is important to every single Christian. I think that, honestly, everyone goes through pain, don't they? This is not something that, like, I get to see this every day and see some some families' awful moments, but everyone has pain in their lives. Everyone has awful moments. And the eternal home that we're promised is promised to everyone who believes in Jesus and follows him. The Bible can be very poetic sometimes about heaven. It can use lots of strange language, but it is really clear on who is going there. So just looking at a couple of verses. So as I said, we're all experiencing pain, but we can be certain of where we're going and that is our eternal home. The Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In case we didn't get that, again he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. It's really clearly clear. This is not like, if you do these things, this is whoever believes in me is going to have this eternal home that they're going to, which is free from the suffering that we see around us. Um, And... Like from a personal point of view, I found it really important to have these things that you're totally certain of. Last year, I struggled a bit with my mental health and I found that my brain was sometimes saying things to me that weren't true and thoughts would come into my head that weren't helpful, weren't true and I had to turn to what I knew was certain and what I knew was true. So I had to turn to the Bible as like the place that I knew I was going to find things that were certain. And so for me, knowing that there are things that are totally certain is important because actually you might not have had that sort of particular situation but we all have situations where 
The ground beneath us shakes. Things that we thought were going to be certain, things that we thought were going to happen, things that we thought we could rely on, people that we thought we could rely on, they shake and they they crumble and they don't they they can let us down. Those things can and actually. It is important to have these things, like knowing that we're going to this eternal home that you can totally cling on to at those moments. So it's not about having just a kind of a theological thought about where we're going so that you can be sound really clever. This is about actually what affects our life here and now, how it affects our perspective on what we're going through and our thoughts, how it affects our prayers and how it affects our mission and how we relate to other people. So looking a little bit at what it is that we're looking towards. So as I said, the Bible can be sort of poetic about some bits, but there are some bits that it's really clear on. So what is our eternal hope and what is it that we do know that we can say the Bible is sure on? So the Bible's really clear on the fact that God is going to be there. Thessalonians says, then we who are alive, so this is, again, it's poetic language, but it's really clear about God's going to be there. We who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we'll always be with the Lord. Now, at the moment, we have God with us all the time, but this is going to be like a whole other level of God totally being with us. Um, the other thing is, we're going to have an amazing relationship with God. Now, sometimes my relationship with God here is a little shaky. So I am very excited about this. God's going to be there. Being with God's going to be amazing. We're going to have this wonderful relationship with, you, with him. In your presence, there's fullness of joy, it says. Um, and actually, by being with God, by being always with him, we are going to be changed so we're being changed into his likeness here now as we're on earth because of his power of his Holy Spirit. But when we are there, we're going to get our new white robes of righteousness and <laughs> totally be transformed into new people. Um, so it says, when we know that when, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Now, these are things that the Bible is clear on. We're going to be, God's going to be there. We're going to have a wonderful relationship with him. God's being with God is going to be amazing and we are going to be changed. That, and everyone with us is going to have been changed too. Like this is sounding a whole lot better than life on earth. So the Bible, these, these are different verses from throughout the Bible. But then at the end of the Bible, there comes this book called Revelation, which puzzles and confuses people sometimes and it's full of it lots of strange pictures it's um a guy called john had this vision from god that he was asked to write down and so there's lots of things like crazy animals and stuff but there are also some amazing amazing clear pictures of what heaven is going to be like and where our eternal home is going to be like so this is a passage from revelation 21 it says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice coming from the throne, saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. Now, I think that's quite obvious why that is one of my favourite verses, because... That's the kind of stuff that I have to see at work, and probably a lot of you do too. And actually, we need to know that there is that place where all our tears are going to be wiped away, where there isn't going to be death anymore. So that's kind of, you know, knowing that somewhere is going to be free of suffering. But why 
is that important? Well, actually, when I remember that these things are the important things, when I remember that my final destination is what's important, actually that changes how I think about stuff now. I'm someone that quite easily gets sidetracked by things. If I just think about um, my life now and don't think about where I'm going and that freedom and that home that I'm going to have, I get sidetracked by things like, oh, how clean is my house? Oh, what do my friends think of me? Do my colleagues think I'm a good person? Um, what am I going to wear today? Like, a lot of a lot of stuff easily distracts me from what is actually important. And knowing what is important changes what my heart is to what God thinks is important. So when I remember where I'm going, I remember that it doesn't matter if my house is clean because that's where I'm going. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing because that's where I'm going. And it is important that we remember where we're going on the journey. As I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how we get flights so much. Now, I don't like sitting in airports. I don't think anyone likes sitting in airports. There's lots of sitting around. The chairs are not very comfy. You spend a lot on food and stuff like that. I always have this slight panic that I've somehow managed to put a knife or something sharp in my bag (laughs) just as I'm going through security that I've forgotten. I don't do that because I love the experience of airports. I do that because I want to get to this final destination. And actually... That is the same with our lives, isn't it? We, you know, people don't go on journeys because they love airports. They do it because of the final destination. And actually, we go through some of the things that we're going through in life now, not because that's what we're loving and clinging to. It's because of where we're going to and what our final destination is. And also, when we know there is somewhere we're going to finally go that is free of suffering, actually, that changes our perspective on the things that we're going through now. So Paul says that these, the afflictions he goes through are light and momentary. He says that this light, momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Now, Paul is not someone who had some easy life. He went to jail. He was um, beaten up and stoned. He was shipwrecked. He went through times of hunger and thirst. He didn't have an easy life. Yet, he could say those things were light and momentary because he knew he was going to spend the whole of eternity in somewhere that was completely amazing and somewhere that was going to be free from all those things. And actually, I really want to be able to say that the things that happen in my life feel like a momentary. I want to be able to feel like Paul does. And I know that he can only do that because he has such a clear view of where he's going. So I also think that the perspective we have doesn't just change our thoughts, but it actually changes how we view prayer. So I am married to Josh, and he's obviously decided he wants to spend the rest of his life until he dies with me. Um, that gives me confidence that I know I can come and talk to him about anything. That gives me confidence that I know I can keep coming to him. And sometimes I probably am quite annoying. I can keep doing that, actually, because he's chosen. He will spend the rest of his life with me. God has chosen. He wants to spend forever with me, not just this, this short period until he dies. God wants to spend absolutely forever with me so I can come to God with anything at any time because that's how much he loves me is that he actually wants to spend forever with me. And also, I think it changes what we pray for. As we were saying, like, I easily get sidetracked. When I remember where it is that I'm going and the heavenly perspective that, I'm, that, I, that I kind of remember that I should be having, 
then I remember what it is that's important to pray for. So I remember that actually it's important that I pray that my heart is changed because that's what the final point is. It's important that I remember that Evan comes to know God, not that I parent him well and choose the right sleeping tactics or whatever. It's actually that he comes to know God because I really want him to be there knowing God too in this place. And I want him to be in the place that's free from suffering. It's important not that I, my friends like me, but that actually if I really care about them, it's important that they know that so that they get to know that place that's free from suffering. These are the things that actually matter. If um, we remember that this life is short and temporary compared to where we're going. Um, and also, I think it changes how we view mission and how we view other people. So I think this probably is my all-time favourite verse, Revelation 7. And it says, After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Now this is my favourite verse because it teaches us who's going to be there in heaven with us. And I live in Wavertree by the Big Asda, just by Lawrence Road. And that road is probably one of my favourite places in Liverpool. It's probably not a lot of people's favourite places in Liverpool, but it is my favourite place in Liverpool. And that's because you see on there, there, you walk up and down sort of like 10 in the morning and you will hear like so many different languages. You will see people from like all over the world. And that gets me excited because that's like a little glimpse of what heaven is going to be like. Yes, it has its problems. It's not this perfect place, but it reminds me that heaven is going to be filled with people from every tribe and tongue and nation. And actually, that's why we partly why we chose to live there was because it is that constant reminder to us of what heaven's going to be like and reminds us that one of our calls from Jesus is that we should be making disciples of all nations. And, and actually, when Jesus says that, he's expecting that we're going to be part of that. Um, it's not a thing that he's just going to do on his own. He's expecting that we're going to be a part of that. Um, we don't talk hugely about it. We do have loving nations, I think, on our thing, on our church freedom. Yeah, nations. But it's perhaps something that we don't talk loads about. We talk a lot about Liverpool. And Liverpool is amazing because there are lots of nations here in Liverpool. Um, but also, um, I think God will use us in different ways to make disciples of all nations. And that will look different for us all. So that might start with actually realising that this verse teaches us that there's going to be every kind of person in heaven. So it might start with actually our hearts changing towards people that are different to us. It's really nice and easy to be surrounded by people who are like us. It's really easy to be friends with people who are like us. But actually, God is telling us, in heaven, there's going to be people that are different to you. And actually, sometimes that takes God changing our hearts towards people to realise that we need to love those people. Um, so that could be people who are speaking different language, different race. That could be people who are older or younger than you. That could be people who are from a different class. That could be all sorts of different types of people. Um, people that you wouldn't naturally, in your human heart, go and be friends with and love. But actually, God is calling us to love every type of person because they're going to be in heaven with us and he loves every person. 
And sometimes when I look around Freedom Church, I'm not sure it totally reflects what I see on the streets of Liverpool in terms of the variety of kind of people. And I really, and I challenge, I'm challenged by that. It's not like I'm saying this is a challenge for you. Like I'm challenged that I'm not sure Freedom Church totally reflects the vibrancy of Liverpool and the variety of people in Liverpool. And I think there is a challenge for us all in that, that actually we need to be ready to welcome every kind of person here. And so, yeah, this thing of being disciples to all nations is going to look a bit different to all of us. Sometimes it might just start with our our hearts changing. Um, What I've seen with Josh and I is that he has started to put on our hearts something a little bit more specific. So we got married and we both had kind of like had this feeling that God was calling us perhaps to other nations or something like that, perhaps to go abroad and probably had really exciting places in our heads. And and actually what God has been doing over the last few years with us is putting Wales and Welsh speakers on our hearts, which is not glamorous and exciting and probably won't get the big headlines or whatever, but that is what God is starting to do with us. And perhaps, I actually believe when I was preparing this, that there were people sitting in this room listening to this or people listening later who... Um, God will be saying right now, actually, there are places that I am going to call you to that are not Liverpool and will be elsewhere. Um, and so, yeah, if that is right now, you're feeling that little beating in your heart, just keep listening to God on that one. Um, for other results, are going to be different. You know, the Sharples have been to Spain lots to encourage churches there. Kathy goes to encourage people in places where the church is persecuted. For a lot of us, it will probably mean praying and welcoming the nations here in Liverpool but there is a call for us all to be making disciples of all nations and that should be on our hearts for all of us and actually our as well as our heavenly perspective letting us know like who's going to be there it also um, reminds us why they why they need to be there why they need to know because actually it reminds us of what people are missing out on like I think there was a lot of nodding at the beginning when I was talking about the world not always being a great place. So I think actually when we're really honest, we know there is suffering and we know there is pain. And actually, if we are not telling people and if we are not letting people make that choice to follow Jesus, then they're just going to know this life. They're just going to know the rubbishness of it here. And there are good things about like the world here, aren't there? Like God has made this beautiful world and he is building his kingdom here and he has sent his Holy Spirit that is in all of us, but we're not yet in that amazing place that we're going to go to and that is going to be way better. And how awful if people missed out on that. How awful if your friends and your family didn't get to know that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think... Clearly, this makes me a bit emotional, um, but I spend a lot of my time being a bit oblivious to that and getting, like I say, getting sidetracked by the world. And that's why I know I need to keep having that eternal perspective because that reminds me of why people need to know. And actually, that moves me to know that that is much more important than all the excuses and all the obstacles that I put in the way from talking to people. That's probably where we're going to finish a little bit. So we've talked about the fact that if we are believing and trusting in Jesus, that we are all going to go there. And that is something we can be totally certain of. 
we've also talked about how um, what Kevin is going to be like. So the fact that it is going to be this, pl- this amazing place, and that those are things that we can be sure of. They're not just the poetic stuff in the Bible. They are things that we can be totally sure of, um, and that actually changes our life right now. That changes how you are experiencing the stuff you might be going through right now, or the stuff you, you went through last year or next year. That changes um, how we pray and our confidence when we pray, and that changes how we then go out and talk to other people or how we love other people. And as I prepared this, there's just a few groups I kind of felt like I wanted to say I would like to pray for you or like things like that. Um, so first of all, people who are perhaps in the camp of they haven't actually yet decided that they want to follow Jesus, but as they have heard about the certainty that they could have with their eternal home, they've thought, actually, yeah, that's for me. I want to I want to be sure that that's where I'm going. And if that is you, I would really love to pray with you, or for like Matt to pray with you, or someone to pray with you. Um, but also for those who perhaps, you know, yeah, you've been following Jesus, but you didn't know this was a thing you could be totally sure of. And for, if that is a thing that you've not felt sure of before, I want to pray that you know that complete, with complete certainty. And then for like what's probably a very big camp of people like me who get distracted by this life, um, I wanted to pray Hebrews 12 over you to throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And I'm saying that us because that is me too. And then I also wanted to pray for that group that I mentioned earlier, people who have just felt that prompting about God, about making disciples of all nations, and just felt that that is something that God is just impressing on their heart really strongly this morning. And I want to, yeah, say that there's a place for praying for you too.